have to say that at that very point, right? We are now live. Ooh. I don't know what the hell recorded at the look, start. See, there. Jamie, look, live. 18 seconds up there, oh, top yeah, left. Live. I can't oh, yeah, believe you never noticed that, you two. I've Jim, I've got loads to start with here. Jim, you're going to have to start with your glasses before we get to Tank's teeth. Yeah, I mentioned where... them before, didn't I? Tank loves Canada. He wants, he wants all the Canada players and the manager playing for England. So, my dad brought him over from Canada. I've got a load of Canada stuff for him. Oh, good night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, they should be involved in the forfeit or when we get together for pints in Dublin. There's going to be pints, yeah. Yeah, yeah got to be, gotta be involved. Tank, I've got to ask, mate, because you're facing off looking... now. You can take them off. You're making my eyes all funny. I feel like Kanye. I feel like they wish Kanye West. Here you go, lad. Tank. Your face is a little swollen, mate, but you're holding up all right. Tell uh, tell the listeners or viewers you've been through a bit of an ordeal this week. Yeah, uh, Saturday went to see my mate who's a dentist, um, getting the uh, new set of gnashes off him, and ended up having in there four hours and had fucking two and a half hour gum surgery. So fucking stitches everywhere. See them? Fucking face swollen. Looks like a fucking store and food. I was hoping they were sewing your mouth shut, lad. Do us all a favour. You'd miss me, <laughs> me top lip. I mean, Millie, Millie's laughing their head off. Millie said, I can't believe you've been out like that today. I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? But you see, like, all me fucking... Honestly, the God, that it was... Your mouth nightmare. looks fine. It's just more your cheeks look a little swollen. Yeah, well, look, they up because he drilled... I had to get one drilled in, and he was into me bone there, and he sliced all around the side. It was all cut open and had to stitch all the way through the whole front. That was a bit of an There's better be some teeth going through all that. Look at them. They look good. And he's and ain't a full time no, job. Temporary. Now. No, they're temporary. Yeah, they're good for temporaries. I'd be happy yeah. with the temporaries, to be fair. How long are temporaries meant to last for? Like a week. Well, it's or in two. the fucking name, Jimmy. Any the temporary you'd have to well, obviously, but temporary like could be two years. That's no, do temporary. you know what? He said th- he did say he said, like, you know, with these these could last a good while, but yeah, I just it's the stitches could have it's a nightmare. Fair play to you, mate. So when's it all gonna be done and dusted then, do you reckon? We've got to go back in two weeks to get the stitches out. And then when they, when I go back in two weeks, they're going to do all of the bottom ones, get them out and then mould and fit the top and bottom, pick the colour, the design, the smile. Four weeks after that, bang, done. Just all in, fitted. All How long do they reckon that'll last? The teeth? About, yeah. 25 years. Is it? Yeah. See, this yeah, is me I'll just be, pure. Dead, I'm going to get turkey teeth at some point. So I'm but just hang on. The man lasts 25 years. There's no way I'm living another 25 years. I'm not going to go to the boot room. To the boot room. But you know Jim what? Bob... On the God's honest suit, Jamie, right? I've booked in with Turkey at Seville. I've got the really? WhatsApp here. I've booked in. The price and everything was done. And they had the earthquake. The fucking poor fuckers. But they had the earthquake. I thought that everything was done. I spoke to them, booked in. You get picked up and everything. You stay at the hotel, the lot. And then the earthquake happened. So, Turkey allowed the earthquake to happen, so Tank didn't turn up. Now oh, that's fucking some. <laughs> didn't want me in the country. Yeah, we're, <laughs> this is definitely one for for us to pick up because I'm, I'm gonna at some point I'm gonna end up with with full turkey teeth. I want to get it done, so uh, I'll I'll pick your brains on that, Jimbo. What's going on in your life, lad? What you been up to the last week? Not a lot, mate. A bit of golf. Managed to get a game of golf in. Bottled it on the 18th for the win. Gutted. Never changed, Jim. No, I know. Big bottle job it was as well. Big bottle job. Um, well, it's just foot, kids' footy, mate. That's it. Parties. Had the kids sat day, took them out all day. Just no time for me. Top dadding. Top dadding. I played You Sunday know what we after... need to do? We need to organise the, the Dublin trip now. We do. And we do. But, just get the you know, People want to see you over here, Jamie. And, and people aren't aware that, you know, I've lived in my house now five five years. And You're going to have a never, dig at me now. Best mates. Best mates, apparently. Like, and never never came to see my second son be, be since he's been born. He's four in July. You know, never come to my house to have a have a barbecue or some fajitas. Just in in Jamie's. Yeah, defense, he wants. Please. Yeah, I've been to Dublin about eighty five <laughs> times. Yeah, but listen, in Jamie's defence, I've never heard one man or woman ever in the world of ever saying anything sensible. Saying I can't fucking wait to go to Burton. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happened. I don't so, live in Burton, so that's all right. You do. Do you know what? Do you know what's been an absolute killer? Right? There as well by the look of your gear. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's shocking, Jim. I need, I need to be better. I need to get home more. It's, but do you know what? It's, it's the kids' sport. 
like the kids' sports just take over, and I need oh, to get right. better at planning out my holidays and all stuff like that. But Jim, don't be like crying pauper here that you force yourself to have a lads' trip away to Dublin every so often. You know, <laughs> well, like, the gonna be, you've been to, Mrs. is going to go. You've been to Dublin eighty-five times. Like, well, any chance of him coming to see you? I'll be like, oh, you know, kids' football. Even though I'm missing Archie's, it's kids' football. Oh, I can't go. So basically, Megan's giving you grief, and I'm I'm taking the brunt for it. Well, no, because that's tight on her. She never would. But it's a scenario that might happen somewhere. <laughs> okay, right. Consider me a few words. Told never thought of there. Hey, lads, before we start, I've got. <laughs> I want to take on. I want to take on. Uh, and this is totally stolen. So if you heard this before, then fine. But I've, I, I want to take on Tank's role of um, fact master. Oh, yeah, I've got two facts for you. Oh wow. Okay. Don't Google it because you'll just try it. So fact number one is you can't flex your dick without puckering your arsehole. Oh, yeah. Fact number <laughs> Does two anyone is, else do that? Yeah, fact, no, fact number <laughs> two is everybody <laughs> listening has just puckered their arsehole. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know who's better, who's ta- uh, facts are better there, Tank, yours or Jimmy's. They didn't, True, though, didn't you see... all did it, didn't you? You all had a go and you all <laughs> fucking your arsehole. I honestly right, don't, yeah. wouldn't know how to pluck on my arsehole. <laughs> I tried to squeeze out. That's because yours is too loose, lad. It's just... Oh, we are. We're going Dang. down. A... Right, so we got football, lads. The football. Oh, actually, before we get on to football, Graham Murphy left a comment Oh, yeah. after my over-35s game on Friday and me... Priding myself on not being a bit of a shitbag, I will talk about his tweet. So, the rumours off the back of my game on Friday were that I may or may not have done one of the worst dives that you will ever see a human being do. I and Jimmy, I heard on. you're still going down, mate. Oh, <laughs> like, you're still on your way down. You've seen me move, Jim. Like, you know, I'm not exactly graceful, am I? No. You're a lump. So, you're stiff as... I was through, and I was through, and I actually brought it down well. But then the, the second touch was a little bit wide, and then the guy come in to to tackle me, and I, I thought some, I'd knocked the ball a bit far. And I thought, you know, what? I'm never getting that. I'll just try and be, like he's right in front of me. I thought I'd do like a Harry Kane, you know, where you like run into the contact and then you go down. So the ball had gone, but I like kind of ran into him. But when I fell, it was like. Who was the who was the referee? Was it Paul Oldcock? You know, when he uh, yeah, the canio yeah. pushed him, and Shepard. he was like. He just and there was just like this collective like <laughs> from everybody as I went down. So I uh, yeah I can confirm I did dive. It was shocking, and I've now retired from football because I can't show my face. Ever I don't want to ever hear anything about anyone di- diving from your mouth ever again. I've never been against diving. I'm, I, I think doing the right you way, are... but I just. Harry Kane and you're going to talk about it with Harry Kane. You're going to talk about it. These dark arts, and this is what he does. That is what you've just tried to do, and you're not, not well. good. You're not good enough to do it. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> so we've got a, an international football themed uh, podcast today, right? And we've got some some pretty good topics that I want to dive into, right? I want to start off. So obviously, England had a couple of games since we last caught up. So I wanted to get a bit of a sense of the like the flavour or appetite for international football, right? So I put out this tweet and I said, finish the sentence. International football is, and listen to some of the replies here, boring, substandard, shite, a load of McGee, which for non-Irish listeners is uh, a front bum, pointless, pants, it's only good when it gets to a tournament, boring, bar the tournaments themselves, the best hobby in the world, tedious, and then somebody put Jude Bellingham, but we'll come on to that bit in a minute. Lads, Tank, I'll start with you. International football, summarise it in one sentence. Not very fucking good. It's not great, is it? It's not. I mean, it's not. And This is where I do think we've been spoke down the years with the standard of the Premier League and... You know, even the championship games that you watched. I mean, the championships are good. You know, I don't know whether you lads watch the championship, but it's a great league to watch the championship because every team thinks they're going to get promoted that season. Uh, you've got 16 teams in the championship, probably you think, right, we've got a chance of going up. And it's, there's no like sitting back or defending. It's just out and out attack, you know. Um, I just think we're spoiled with the standard of football we've got in this country. And then when you go and watch 
the international game, it's just like totally irrelevant and it's fucking boring. Lads. I mean, look, I, I ended up watching the uh, first game the other day in Italy because I thought you were going to be speaking about it on the podcast, so I watched it, so I'm blaming you two. Bit of research oh, there. Good to see you putting in yeah, the research. Yeah, I did watch it, man. Lad, imagine having to do your job. Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I watched some of the game yesterday and i got to be honest, lad, it's fucking depressing. I mean, I know England won and, the, you know, but it's shit. Come on, it's really bad. I mean, that Ukraine team is absolutely fucking woeful. And I'm looking at England and thinking... <sighs> it's hard because I, I still think he's the fucking worst manager ever. I do. I think he's shit. And I think with the talent he's got, if we had a, a proper manager and just said to these players, go out and fucking have fun. You back four, you do what you need to do. Stay there. Let them fucking entertain. I think it'd be a different thing, but it's just Gareth Southgate, boring football, boring in England. Yeah, I, I have to say the same. Like, I, I found the second game in particular to be very drab. And it, for me, Jim, it was just, it was the lack of tempo. Like, the, the lack of, it's like a glorified friendly or pre-season game when it's sunny and, like, you can't be arsed running and you're a bit unfit or... You know, like a testimonial game. It just wasn't anything yeah. to it. The issue I've got with the second game in particular is that, as Tank said, is the standard of opposition. And this is what often happens in World Cup qualifiers. You get one maybe half-decent team in the group and the rest are absolute bobbins. So when you come up against this team, all they're going to do is sit back and drop in, which makes it so hard for England to play, which then, in turn, just makes a game a, a damp squib, really. So it's, you know, I really... I must admit, I really enjoyed the Italy game. I did. I thought. I thought... The first half, we, we looked well. And then the second half, I thought defensively, especially when we went down to 10 men, I, I, I liked how we um, performed under that pressure. And, you know, to, to be fair, that's the first time we've won in Italy since 19, I think it was either 51 or 61, something mad like that. It's in, a big result. It's a, pre, it's it's a, a big, it's a big result. result against yeah, the big nation. It is. And is, this it? Is, is it? Yeah. Is it? Well, that's, it I is. suppose, though, Tank, that's what's always been. And you know me, I'm not, I'm like you, I'm not on uh, Gareth Southgate's uh, sort of super fan list at all. I, I think he's a, he's a boring manager. And I feel like I always say it on this podcast it's like giving your granny a, a Ferrari to drive around the estate. It's just a waste, like some of the players that he gets given. But one of the things that is always thrown at him, the stick to beat him with, is. It's all well and good beating your Macedonias and all, no disrespect, but the team, the lesser teams. But when you come up against the big guns, the big, the big nations, the likes of in Italy, we always but shit the that's, bed. That's where I can't have that because Italy is not a big nation no more. They won the Euros, mate. Staying, that they won the Euros. Yeah, granted, Jimmy, have a look at the side. What won the Euros to what won now? The no, fucking, I get that. But every team goes look at the, the Liverpool Cup, team getting beat by everybody. They're, they're a very, very, very bang average nation. Very bang average, mate, and we struggled to fucking hold on. And you know, Italy chucked all their young, hungry players on all their, you know, who 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 wanted to come on and prove something. Italy are going through a transition, but they've still got good players, mate. Still got very good players in in different positions. The the, the results lately are fucking woeful. They didn't qualify for the World Cup, and they beat the grand scheme of nobody. So it's not as if they've gone to a Holland or somewhere who's had a good run in the World Cup or a Belgium. They've gone to a Holland got a massive by decline. So like you know, yeah, but I, Holland would want me pointed. I'm not, I'm not saying they are. Holland they're not where the they were. They're definitely not where they were, obviously. But they're still a good team. They're a good nation. I'm not saying they're a good team, regardless of how good or bad they are. We haven't won there in forty odd years. Regardless, okay, but how many, of how many games have we played there in forty odd years? But it's okay. It's like me saying, like, well, I haven't been back to fucking. No, I get Venezuela it. I don't know that. I don't know that years. number. Well, I've never been there, so of course I haven't been there for forty years. If you haven't but played it's... there, you can't beat them. I assume it's in the double figures. I assume it's in the double. No figures. chance. I don't know is the answer, but there's nothing that makes out. me feel better than when you two start and I can just sit back. I don't sit even sit by my microphone. But I'm the like, the point is, I you know, beautiful. I do admit that that. You know the Italy team aren't where they are, but they've still got good players and they're still they're still a decent team. So that is a win, regardless of you know you can't get beat in one country several times and then win there and everyone going oh but they're shit. And this is the issue I've got with England fans is there's always something that 
want to knock them England. down. So, it, yeah, so it's all, yeah, you know, we've won in Italy, but they're not great. Oh, we got to the semi finals of the World Cup, or, or we got to the final of the Euros, but the draws are easy. It's never just, yeah, fast, yeah, I just want to win. And I, I'm glad that we've got to X, Y, and Z. This is my issue. And that's in part, I think, down to the amount of games they play and the type of games they play. I'd like to see less games, but more competitive games for me. So I'm in between devil's advocates back again, right? So I'm going to play in between the two. I know what tank means there. I don't think no, it's a really it. great. And, and I think it's as a consequence of the over. So, you know, the media coverage, England win a game and it's, they're the best team in the world and they're not the best team in the world. It, I think it's, it's, it's as a consequence, Jim. And I think you're right. A lot of people like to throw stones at England. I think a lot of people like to throw stones at Southgate because I think a lot of football fans, including football fans, get annoyed by people in the media saying, you need to give them more credit. You need to give them more credit. Why? We can see what we're being served up and it's not great. We've got some brilliant players. We've got arguably the best, or if not the best, hottest prospect centre midfielder in the world. You've got Harry Kane who gets goals coming out of his ears. We'll come back to that in a minute. You know, We've got brilliant players. And we haven't really delivered anything in tournaments that we probably should have won based on who we were playing. We did get a handy draw. I think that is, it is a fact, like Tang it said. It is a Jim. fact, but that's no one's fault, though, is it? That, that's, yeah, but it still and... needs to be a, a, a talking point when thinking about how good this England team is, that they basically had a load of farmers to play on the way through to the final. And you'll never get a better opportunity to win a major tournament in your own country playing against a, a heap of weaker teams and we still found a way to throw it away and it was actually Southgate's fault who totally shit the bed in the final yet yeah. people want to claim that he's he's, he's the, the second coming I, I want to come to you on this one time because this is something that did did annoy me right and it's back to the Southgate point and maybe I am a little bit biased and I just I'm not a big fan so I look for things to, to wind me up but the thought you know when he talks about yeah he's we're going to play players in form and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a big thing of his. You probably know where I'm going with this. That Italy-England game, you look at the team sheet and Harry Maguire and Calvin Phillips are both selected to start for England. I understand that he they've done good things for him in an England shirt in the past and maybe there's some loyalty there. But for me, particularly in the case of Phillips, who has played little to no football this season for Manchester City. Harry Maguire, who can't get in the Man United team, how are they getting selected to start that game? And what does it say to other players who are literally delivering high performance uh, performances in their respective leagues consistently for big teams? I, I just don't get it. Well, but this, this is one of the other issues I have with Southgate because, it, it, you know, how Maguire and uh, Phillips started for England, it's fucking comical. And let's get it right. Maguire again cost a goal. He was the fault for the for the Italian goal. Three and faults Phillips. he made, wasn't it? Yeah, and Phillips was poor. But I think Phillips was all right. Nah, mate, he was fucking bang average. So my issue is, is if you're not playing for your club sides, we all know we all play football, and when you're playing football, you have your rhythm, you have your confidence, and you're in a fucking run. But when Maguire's not kicked a ball for Man United, when he has, he's been fucking dreadful. And how he starts for England is way beyond me. You must have young up-and-coming players of centre-halves throughout the English centre-halves who are like, no matter what I do, I will not be selected for my country because somebody who sat on his fat arse plays weekend, we, uh, sorry, every single game and he'll be selected ahead of me. That's not right. That's not what, you know, you, you should be playing for your country on the basis that you are pulling up fucking trees for your club. That's how international football works. You don't sit on your arse for six months and then go, oh, but it's okay, England's got a tournament and I'll play every single game. It's not right. It's simply fucking wrong for me. Where are you on this one, Jim? Because I, I agree with Tank. Like, you, you know, you, it, in my head, it was a meritocracy. It's based on like it's based on performance. If if you are performing consistently well, and I always get that there's going to be an element of, you can't just pick the best 11 players that are in form at that moment. There has to be an element of picking players that are used to playing together. I understand that Stones and Maguire might have a good understanding, particularly with Kyle Walker, for example. Um, there's, there's certain players that are his go-to players. But in those two particular examples, I think it's that glaringly hypocritical based on some of the things that he said in the past that... He's, he's, he's making things difficult difficult for himself, particularly when you look at Maguire, who probably made three mistakes in the lead-up to that goal. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Literally three mistakes. Like he was trying he to correct his own one. mistake by making another mistake. It was just a calamity. I get the Maguire one. I do get the Maguire one. Um, but on the flip side, I also understand as a manager, Southgate wants to trust him. Now, the question I would ask, in particular Calvin Phillips and that midfield that was selected, who out of that midfield on the bench are starting for their team? Because there's not many. Conor Gallagher's not starting for Chelsea. Henderson's not starting at the minute for Liverpool. You know, it's it's few and far between. Foden's not even getting into the game. The only one you could possibly push for is James Madison, but the formation didn't dictate Madison playing in that uh, in there in in there with um, the other two. So if they played a two and a one, then yeah, Madison should have started ahead of Calvin Phillips and played Bellingham and Rice as holding. So the only person I can say could feel aggrieved for me is James Ward-Prowse. Someone mentioned James Ward-Prowse on Twitter and I thought, actually, yeah, because he's single-handedly dragging Southampton by the coattails with his free kicks, penalties and in his all-round set play and, and the way he's, he's playing for Southampton. So he's the only one I can really feel aggrieved by. I think that, I don't know how to say his name. Is it Gay for Crystal Palace? Say it, say it. You can't even say a name him. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> you two at least I have a go. Roles. At least you I have a go at it rather than just saying that kid from Crystal that Palace. That gay lad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's him, I think, will take over from Harry Maguire in the long term. But, you know, um, I think, you know, Southgate likes to bed him in. And, and subsequently, it's it's seemingly worked because we're doing better than we've ever done before. And, you know, on the surface, um, he's obviously looked at Tamori before the World Cup and doesn't fancy him. Um, and other than that, you know, I can't think of many others in that centre half where you go, yeah, they they're head and shoulders above Maguire at this moment for England. But from what he, he like, you say he shot himself in the foot because he came out and said, "I will pick the players that are playing at this moment the best," and that's where he shot himself in the foot. Do you think there's something in that tank? Do you think it is a, a, a consequence of not having? Because there was a there was a stat that came out. Oh, I wish I had it. Should have prepared. Um, where Southgate was talking about the pool, uh, the pool of English players is becoming smaller and smaller. And there was an article on the Athletic that, that disproved that to some degree. But do you think there's an element of there isn't a huge amount of players to pick? And if so, like like Jimmy said there, not who play, would you have been pick, but playing well, playing well? But but I would argue, Jim, just on on that point, like. If you all those players you mentioned there, Foden, Henderson, uh, Conor Gallagher, who had not particularly Conor Gallagher, but certainly Henderson um, and Foden, they've certainly got more minutes than Phillips. Madison oh, yeah, is the I one, agree. and I, and, and, and I think I I think this comes back to Southgate in that you find a way to get James Madison in your team because he's been arguably the informed player from a creativity standpoint in the Premier League for for quite some time. So, but his his, his inability to Work with creative players, in my view. He's shown that on a number of cases. He'd rather set up to not get beat than set up to go and win a game. And I think that's the biggest challenge with Southgate. What about you, Tank? Who would you be picking in their place? And do you think that there is a case to say that, well, he hasn't got a huge amount of players to pick from? He has, and he's got the, he's got the lads, the young English centre-half who's at Wolves, the lads who they signed from um, Burnley. Very good, very good young up-and-coming centre-half. The Leicester City signed the young centre-half from um, Stoke. Another good, very, very good young centre half. So these boys, he's about as slow as you now. Well, he's been the most outstanding centre half in the championship for the past God knows how long, and he's got a huge money move to Leicester City. I think isn't he not Australian? He's Australian because I'm just trying to pick at the top of my head some players. But look, the players is he Australian? Yeah, is he actually Australian? Yeah, why is he not there's young, there's young up and coming centre half who deserve the chance. You have to have the chance. Lad, get him in. <laughs> it's what that Brazilian lad, Danilo, get him well, in. I've not, to be honest with you, they've just kind of, I mean, I've not really like thought about it. But look, at the end of the day, there's young up and coming centre halves who are miles better than Harry Kane, who should be looked at, and they're not looked at because he's. And I think it's gone to the stage now where Southgate, where he's had that much stick about it, he's actually just kind of saying, I'm just sticking with this decision regardless now. Because let's get it right, boys. Every single game he's played, he's, he's cost goals. Maguire as well. It's not as if he's come in as being unbelievable. He's cost goals. There was a mad stat. That, that Listen to this for a quote, right? I'll stay with you on this tank, right? From Harry Maguire. 
I don't want this to be like not being a lynch mob here to Harry Maguire, but this this stat did. You know, you're talking about self awareness and stuff, and yeah, just this screamed at a lack of self awareness. So Harry Maguire doesn't believe he has anything to prove, and has spoken about the influence he still has at Manchester United despite his limited game time. This is what Maguire says now. I know people look at me play, uh, not playing, but when I have played in my last eight or nine starts for Manchester United, we've won. So my influence is still there. What? What? Hold on. So is he just saying like they're winning games because he's yeah. he's playing? Like what about the other 10 players that are on the pitch? What about the fact that maybe you're not playing in the big games? You're not first yeah. choice. So you're playing against lesser teams in cup competitions or Europe. You know, that, that just screams. Lack of self-awareness for me, Tank, no? I just thought, I don't think he's the sharpest tool in the boxes he had, to be fair, boys. He's not like, you know, you wouldn't put him and just say, yeah, he's fucking bright, that lad. So I just think that, that statement's bizarre. I'd seen that and I was like, fuck me. Look, mate, you've had a fucking absolute Chernobyl the last fucking two seasons. You've been a complete and utter disaster. Just fucking stay in your fucking lane and keep your mouth shut and count your blessings you're playing international football because it's the only football you're playing. Jimbo, I want to start on the next topic, right, which I've been looking forward to this one because I actually just want to know your opinions on it, right? Harry Kane is now England's leading goal scorer, all-time goal scorer, uh, taking over from from Wayne Rooney. There's been a little bit of discussion around, uh, obviously, Harry Kane. And look, we'll start this by saying unbelievable achievements, fantastic player, deserves a lot of credit for what he's done, the consistency, his professionalism, all that good stuff. It's kind of like you say all the good things about people before you slag them off. I don't. Slag them <laughs> it's off, yeah. like, uh, don't mean to be rude, but uh, you're a prick. Yeah, you look. Fat. So, uh, yeah. I, so I want to first by, start off by saying, Jimmy, in your view, who was the better footballer, striker, Harry who's Kane? Better? Who's better, Harry uh, Kane or uh, Wayne, Wayne Rooney? Rooney? Wayne Rooney is a better player. Harry Kane is a better goal scorer. Clearly. But as an all-round player, Wayne Ooh, Rooney... Come back really? to Clearly. Come back to that. Clearly. Yeah. He scored more Premier League that. goals and he scored more England goals. So how is he not a better goal scorer? Doesn't mean he's a better player. Well, no, I just he's think clearly he's a... Clearly, clearly he's a bold shout. Clearly, they're not, not... You know, the numbers tell you who's better well, you, you, at scoring you, you, goals. You, 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 we'll, you we'll let you, you, you So let me go over, there. and I don't want this to be Harry Kane versus, because this is all, this is what it is. Who do you prefer, Harry Kane or Wayne Rooney? I personally prefer Wayne Rooney. But I think the slagging off that Harry Kane gets for his England uh, goals and the teams he faced is another whataboutism where, oh, Harry Kane's scoring. Let me list you off some of Wayne Rooney's teams he scored against, right? Macedonia, Lithuania, Denmark, Iceland, Switzerland, Croatia, Argentina. So that's one of the top hold on, five hold on. teams. No, you've named you've named a few decent hit Croatia there, don't you? This is good. all. This is two thousand and eight Croatia, not not modern Croatia. So if you look at that team, that is not a decent team, by the way. I knew you were going to say not going to the final of the Euros. Not in two thousand and eight. So Estonia, Russia. Kazakhstan, Belarus, Slovakia, Kazakhstan again, Andorra, Switzerland, Bulgaria, Ukraine, San Marino, Poland, San Marino again, Montenegro, and then he scored against Brazil. So out of the you've named a lot of good sides there. Montenegro were a very good side. Poland, good side. This is Switzerland, good side. This is not Lewandowski Poland. This is two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten Poland. Well, I think so that it... list is better than Harry Kane's 32 goals against San Marino, Albania, Panama, Kosovo, Lithuania, Malta, Andorra, Scotland, Slovenia. I think that list I've is... I've just said half of them teams worth. for Rooney. Slovenia, and, 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 Andorra, and Belarus, and Kazakhstan, he scored four goals. Harry Kane, 18 penalties. I'll give you the penalties. 18. I'll give you the penalties. I'll give you that. But he's also our best penalty taker. So, what do you want yeah, him to do? Not take the penalties. penalties. But he's our best. So, who's better at taking penalties? Wayne Rooney. No, Harry, Harry, Harry Kenny is no, a great penalty taker. Wayne Rooney took seven. So, so we, not Lampard was the chosen penalty taker, so he wasn't exactly better than right. Lampard, was he? Seven and Kane got 18. 
That's a big difference, mate. That is no, I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you. But I think he will... Harry Kane will score more than the 18 goals different from penalties now, That's right? about 35% of Kane's England goals are penalties. Okay. If you listen, I think he will score more goals than the difference between penalties. So if you took penalties out, he'll still score more goals than Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's got 120 caps. Harry Kane's got 82 at the minute. So he's got another 40-odd appearances to, to make. Harry Kane is our top tournament scorer above Gary Lineker, above Wayne Rooney. And then I know what you're going to say. Got easy draws, lad. He can't win. The kid can't win. So what's no one's it, this is just, the conversation is, do you prefer Harry Kane or do you prefer Wayne Rooney? So, like, you either give him his props or you don't. Because you can't get to second top Premier League scorer Top international. When Wayne Rooney did it for United, it's, oh, yeah, amazing, amazing. When Harry Kane does it, oh, he gets all these penalties, he dives. It's it's all who you prefer. Go on, Tank. I just don't even think it's a... It's a I mean, look, Harry Kane's a top draw centre-forward. That's not even a debate. But he's not, there's, there's levels to football, and he's not even fucking... He's not even on a level what's even compared to Wayne Rooney. I Let's get it right. One of his favourite players is Richarlison, because he does blocks and defends. Wayne Rooney does everything. Wayne I, Rooney I, I didn't say that. I didn't say Harry Kane. Let him, you let him, you let him go. You let him go. Wayne he's, Rooney he's can choose from around out. the net. He can play centre midfield. He can play left back, right back. He can play in goal. He's probably be the best goalkeeper. He can play number 10, wide left, wide right. Wayne Rooney does not get the credit what he deserves. Wayne Rooney was a global phenomenon and he was an absolute freak of a football player. I just think, do you know what, lads? I think that this modern-day football now, and if you're young and English as well, I think we're always too, you know, let's let's take an example of, like, it with, with Rooney and Kane. Let's take another example. Saka. I see the stuff about Saka, good player in, by the way, but now he's the greatest thing that's ever happened in football. He's this absolute global phenomenon. Well, let, if we're talking about stats, let's look at Saka's stats this season. And let's this compare a, this to Mo Salah, who's been yeah. the absolute biggest flop this season in world football, slaughtered by everyone. Saka's got 13 goals, 10 assists this season, and is the next Pele. Mo Salah's got 22 goals and 10 assists this season, and has had an absolute disaster by all accounts. I, one of them, was like having a pop of them. And then when you look at your stats, you go... So I just think sometimes we're too quick to go... He does this, the, the the phenomenal. And when you when you strip it back, Harry Kane's a phenomenal footballer. Harry Kane is nowhere near the level of Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney is off on his own, just for me, in his pomp, in his prime, is just underneath Ronaldo and Messi. It, 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 there is something that Tank raises there, which I think is, is interesting, right? And I'll come to you on this one, Jim, because there's it's nearly like if you're doing it in the current age, the, the now... The players that have done it consistently or in the past get forgotten about. Do you know what I mean? It's it's nearly like bias, re- relevancy bias, and and like that. Chris Sutton turned around, I think it was uh, earlier today, and said Saka is winning the battle on the right. Salah has not been the same footballing force for Liverpool this season. And as Tank says, Saka has thirteen goals, ten assists. Salah has twenty-two goals, basically you know, basically double the amount of goals, give or take, and ten assists. And Salah is a flop. When is there an element of this, Jim, in that when you're looking at Kane, you're looking at Rooney, do football fans just latch on to things that can help them tell a case for the players that they like? And is this what Harry Kane suffers from in that he's I tweeted something during the week and it does interest me because Harry Kane's brilliant, but I just don't think people are asked. I just don't think people particularly like Harry Kane for lots of different reasons. Whereas if you compare him to, let's say, well, let's have a look at an example. Rooney, when he burst on the scene, like everybody was off the seats and was excited to watch him. And you think of like how the England fans were towards Jack Grealish when they were like, they were literally crying out for Grealish to come on and Southgate wouldn't play him. Whereas Kane doesn't get any love, really. It just all seems a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? How we cherry pick is what I'm trying to say. The thing is with Rooney, and I, by the way, before anyone latches on, I agree. I think Rooney's a 10 times better player than Harry Kane. But I just think Harry Kane gets slaughtered for his goal scoring record. But he's obviously quite clearly a better goal scorer than Alan Shearer, than Wayne Rooney, because he's, he's, 
He scored more goals. Hold on. How can you say? How Jimmy. can you say that? How, it's that. How it's the clearly thing. It's the clearly thing that. that this, I understand what you're saying. How should it not be a better goal? If someone scored more goals than you, hold on. So, all right. Let's say you've got a tap-in merchant who just taps in goals from five yards. Doesn't do anything goal else. Goal, goals doesn't. You don't get double points if they're outside the box. A goal is a goal. So if who's a better goal scorer? Goals? Let's say someone scores twenty goals a season, five-yard tap-ins to an empty net, and then so, someone scores eighteen goals that season. Seven with his right foot, seven with his left foot, however many with his head. You know, he's non pet Who's yeah, a better goal scorer? Score they scored more goals. Jimmy, no, honestly, no. I am astounded that you've just goal come on here and said goal Alan, scoring is goal Ali scoring. Is clearly a better goal scorer than the uh, his numbers are saying that. Clearly, his numbers are like, saying you are that. honestly God. This but is this Wayne is worse than Messi. Is, is a ten times better player than than Harry Kane. This, this is this is worse than the Messi getting down the line. It's show. not. It's Alan not. Alan Shearer, because... the greatest Premier League centre forward of all time, without an even debate. Who had two cruciate knee injuries and missed three years of football. By the way, I agree with you. Alan Shearer is a better player than Harry Kane, but Harry Kane is a better, better goal scorer. scorer. He's, well, not at the minute. He's not. Let's sorry, Harry Kane isn't a better oh. goal scorer than than uh, Shearer at the minute because he's better, not better minutes per goal uh, goals per minutes ratio. Kane at the moment, just to be awkward. Come on. So my point is that Harry Kane will score more goals than how if he does, he will be a better goal scorer in the Premier League than Alan Shearer, regardless of where the goals were from. But that does not mean he's a better footballer. In any way, shape, or form, Gary Lineker wasn't a great footballer, but he was some good fucking goal scorer. And sixty goals in the say, difference, lads. Sixty goals in the difference as things stand now. And Kane just turning thirty, so he's probably got another three, four seasons at the top flight. So you know, twenty goals a season, he'll he'll surpass that. I think anyway. I hope he doesn't. To be honest with you, I really hope he doesn't because I, I well, want you. He's clearly to a better goal scorer, Dan. So you didn't say that. Play. I said he's clearly a better goal scorer. You did say than... that, and then I corrected myself on Shearer because he hasn't surpassed the Premier League. Back so... in the fringe. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a better goal scorer than Rooney. <laughs> That's agreed. That is agreeable. Harry Kane is a better goal scorer than Rooney because he scored more goals in the Premier League and for international. So, but your point is correct. People just don't like just it. it because... Just leave it. The point is correct. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. <laughs> he's, got his pen. he's got his pen, Jimmy. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his pen out. So let me Green ask you this. Well on this point, because I'm just in the process. I'm just poking the bear here. I'm enjoying it, right? Yeah, that's fine. Um, Tank, if you're saying that... Wayne Rooney is clearly a better. You're saying that Wayne Rooney is the best. I'm agreeing player. with that. I'm not no, disagreeing no, with it. Don't no, make no, out like no, I'm you saying said Harry Kane's the best football in the world. No, that's not what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying, Jimbo. You said that Harry Kane is clearly a better goal scorer than Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's a better player. So I'm asking Tank if England. I know you're not asked about England, but for the sake of this argument, right? Just bear with me. If it, if England are nil nil with two minutes to go in the World Cup final and there's a through ball and you've got a 1v1, who are you picking to finish it? Wayne Rooney or Harry Kane? Wayne Rooney. Really? Well, lads, do you know what we're not taking into the county is the level's what Wayne Rooney scored in goals. Harry Kane's never challenged for the fucking Mickey Mouse Cup. Wayne Rooney's challenged for league titles, FA Cups, Champions League. Big fucking. Moments. You know, Surely that's he's better then. Surely that's better. Aren't you answering Harry Kane's? Aren't you answering Harry Kane's argument? Hell, Jimmy. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> Harry Kane has never, never once been at a level where he has. In fact, he has, and he fucking he fluffed his lands the Champions League against Liverpool. That's the only big game Kane's ever played in, in my opinion. Club game. Wayne Rooney has played in final big games, big derbies, fucking. Big rivalries, the fucking lot. And he, for me, would be the go-to man. I need the goal. Wazza, come on, son. Because you've done it before and you'll fucking do it again. Jimbo? I agree. I'd have Wayne Rooney, we, but... No, just you can't. My... You cannot answer that question I with can, Wayne Rooney. I can answer it, but what I can also say is just point made my point even better that Wayne Rooney played for one of the best teams in world football and still Harry Kane scored more goals than him. So you tell me, like, how you've just answered my question. He played with world-class footballers. The only world-class football that he could put in any way, shape or form in with Harry Kane is Son. And that is it. And everyone else is shit. 
So Wayne Rooney's played with a world-class 11. He's got people like Ryan Giggs, David Beckham, Paul Scholes, feeding him balls, and Harry Kane still scored more to goals on him. Side. Tottenham had some fucking players. Luka Modric, Gareth Bale. I mean, come on, yeah, mate. Like He's been some unbelievable players at Tottenham. Well, I'll, I'll counter your point. I'll counter your point, Jim, by saying I think Rooney, because he was such a good player, and I think Gerard suffered this for England in that because he could play multiple positions, he ended up playing. Yeah, and, and for United, for United, you know, as you know, what I'm going to say here, because of the evolution of the different teams. I think I actually watched the soccer, uh, what is it, soccer box thing yeah. with Gary Neville there with, with Josh last night, and we were talking about Rooney, and he said he didn't actually like when they made him play as a number nine, even though it was his. I think it was his most prolific uh, time in the United side. He was bored. He wanted to play. He wanted to be involved in the game more. And I think Rooney was still delivering big numbers, but he was playing on the left. He was playing from the left. or You know what I mean? He was he was dropping back into the 10. So that, that's got to be taken into account. I agree with it. And if Wayne Rooney plays a number nine the whole way through his career, he would have surpassed Alan Shearer's record long time ago. But that's his own downfall. Is That can't be... That can't... You can't say, again... What about if Rooney didn't play on the left? Rooney played on the left wing and he still got numbers. That's absolutely fine. That's why Rooney's a better player than Harry Kane. But Harry Kane has scored more goals because that's what he wants to do. And that's all he wants to do is score goals. So, I'm, again, I'm not saying Harry Kane's better than Wayne Rooney in any way, shape or form. Before everyone goes, Jim's saying Harry Kane's the best player in the world because I'm not. All I'm saying is he scored more goals. You said he's a clearly a better goal scorer. So on that point, that is clear, it's nil nil, Jimbo. It's nil nil. It is clear though because look at it's, Wayne Rooney's goals. To answer my question, Harry it's Kane, nil, it's nil nil against Brazil in the final of the World Cup. It's nil nil, and and the ball's been played through, and you can pick one player to run on to that ball and take that chance. Are you saying Kane or Rooney? Who finishes it? Who are you picking? I think both finish it. I don't. I think you're picking though. Don't you sit on that Mike fence Lowen. there. <laughs> Come on, you got to answer, Jim. Who are you picking? Because I, really, I picked Rooney. You just, I said, Rooney. you just said you can't, you've killed yourself because you said that Harry Kane's yeah. a better goal scorer, but you just picked yeah. Rooney to take the one chance. Yeah. It's a but big that, game, that, you that, see, Jamie. I said, so I, I said game, Rooney's a better goal scorer. <laughs> just because I picked Rooney doesn't mean that I that now think Kane's not a better goal scorer. I do think Kane's a better goal but scorer. But surely you'd pick your better if goal scorer one if you get one keeper, chance. I would trust Rooney more to go around the keeper than I would Kane. That's not Kane's forte. So if you if the question was you got Beckham on the byline. <laughs> hold on. Again, hold on. You're digging again, here. You're not. I'm not digging because you're not taking. You're just trying to find things. I am saying Harry well, Kane is a better goal scorer. <laughs> whether that's from five yards out, whether it's from, you know, that it's you, irrelevant. Wayne Rooney will score you better goals than Harry Kane will. That's not what I'm... So I, all I'm saying is... Just just, okay. just answer me this question. If the world Wayne Rooney, is going... I've answered. I've answered. Okay. But that doesn't change so the matter. The surely, fact that I still think Harry Kane's a better goal scorer. If human civilization will die, if this die off, if this chance yeah, I, is missed, I, you'd I'd pick, pick your best Rooney. goal scorer, surely. No. What? You Why? wouldn't pick the guy you know I've got you there, Jim. Come on. You don't. Otherwise, I would pick him, wouldn't I? You don't have me. I would still trust Wayne Rooney in a one-on-one for the world domination. That doesn't well, mean I, more I, than Harry Kane. I, I, I understand his point here. What he's well, trying to say is... I'm just trying to wind you up, Jim. No, he's, no, no I get it. What he's trying to say is... He's not. He's going to say something Someone stupid. who's bad, like, not... Yeah, you just... You go with the opposite, don't you? So, you want to score a goal in the World Cup, you go with the poorer finisher. Everybody would do that, wouldn't he? Because you might win it to be entertaining. You when might want to go to penalties. You're you going, you're acting like, you're acting like I'm saying that Wayne Rooney's, like Harry Kane's here and Wayne Rooney's here. I'm not. I'm talking fine margins. I'm, you you're talking clearly. minuscule. No, you just give me, give me, still a better clearly, goal scorer clearly. than Rooney because his stats clearly say so. Clearly again. Notice how he got clearly into clearly, that sentence. Does it clearly say so? <laughs> Lads, that I enjoyed Why that immensely. By the way, so before we get on to the listeners' questions to finish, right? Uh, Joey Barton put out a tweet today, right? And I don't mean to start World War Three again here, right? But Joey Barton's tweet was, and I'll come to you on it first, Tank. If you could sign one player aged seventeen and keep them for his career, who would you sign? Kane, Rooney, Shearer, or Owen? It's a good one, isn't it? Fucking hell! Do you know what? It's do a great... you know? Can I can I ask a question? 
are the careers going to take on like say injury record as it's, good, it's it... a fair question I, my assumption exactly. for this is you just that you have them for their career at the, at the peak of their powers is what is what I would take that as if if, if I'm having it and we've got to put them in order you just no you're only allowed to pick you're only allowed to pick one player to sign Alan Shearer would it be yeah at 17 Alan Shearer Southampton have you seen his record at Southampton at 17 he wasn't 17 at Southampton wasn't he a he goalkeeper was. he played in Mickey Adams side phenomenal mate go and have a look at his record Alan Shearer Jim Michael Owen I was. I'm think. I'm tempted. Mike and do you know Lohan why? At seventeen. If you keep Mike Lohan at seventeen, injury free. Yeah, pre hamstring injuries. Pre hammy. Till he's thirty two, mate. He would score you. And pair him up with the big player for for ten years. He gets you. He he breaks all league goal scoring yeah. records. Yeah, I, I actually agree. He, and let's be honest here. About enough own. Ballon d'Or winner lads. Yeah, People forget that. Mate, he was um, that I was t- telling Archie about his goal against Argentina, and he's never seen it c- considering he's watched every single video on YouTube. He's never seen this goal. And I was like, mate, you need to watch it. 18 years old on the world stage. The, it was the it's the pe- it was he's unplayable when, when you've got somebody with that electric pace. And you're talking about, you know, we was I was obviously trying to get a rise out of you both. You, you trust any of them in a 1v1, let's be honest, yeah. but. Michael Owen was so calm and he had such a variety of finishes. Do you know what I mean? He was just, he was, he was ruthless and he could take a game away from you in, in the blink of an eye. So yeah, I, I actually probably would go, would go Michael Owen as well, to be honest. He was utterly frightening, but then hampered, but you know, and you know it yourselves, once those hamstrings have gone, it just, it changes. It just changes. And, I think he, and it's the same with Rooney. If I could keep Rooney at 17 with the same hunger that he had at Street 17 because towards his the end as you say he wanted to drop deep all he wanted to do was spray passes and he didn't he wasn't really bothered about scoring if i could keep rooney at 17 with that pure hunger then it would be rooney but i that's the only thing it'd be very very close whereas owen well, the question is the question who would you have for the career and it's not who was the best at 17 right it's who and if what like uh, keep uh, keep them for his uh, for his career for entire career yeah for their career yeah, from well, seventeen yeah, to okay. thirty four. I thought you meant you, oh, sorry. I thought the way you were talking then. I thought you meant you keep some of this. No, for me, it'd be Alan Shearer. Yeah, yeah. And I actually don't think there's a wrong answer here because it's an <laughs> unbelievable question. To be fair, to be fair, right. Harry Kane at seventeen was shit though, wasn't he? he was like, couldn't, couldn't get in the Millwall. Twenty one at Millwall couldn't get in. Was on the bench. Got fucked the off. Like, do you know that's actually why? And look, I'm not a massive Harry Kane fan. But that's why I actually really do respect him. And when I talk to, to my son about strikers and stuff, the one thing I noticed with Harry Kane is from the way he strikes the ball, you can see that it's just from the training pitch. You can see yeah, that he's clearly yeah. obsessive about... Like, he, he can hit the ball left or right foot across the keeper into the far court. Like, every... Sweet as up. Like, he'll miss chances. But invariably, it's just... He has carved out and learned his craft on the training pitch. I have massive respect for that. I just think he's a bit of a helmet and that kind of takes takes a, a, away from it a little bit. But um, listeners' questions, right? And we'll keep these, we'll, we'll get through these, right? This is a good one. Mark Bond sends this one in. Uh, I'll come to you first, Tank. What England player in the last 20 years should have gained more caps? And for context, his answer was Robbie Fowler, he believes, should have got way more. I think he got 26 caps. Well, Theo Walcott, for comparison, got 47. Yeah, so, mate. is there any players that yeah, you no, think... Again, you know, when you talk about the 17-year-old, I'd love to have got hold of a 17-year-old Theo Walcott and being able to, like, if you could teach him how to finish, mate, he would be unbelievable with his pace. I'm mad that Sven picked him. Still find <laughs> it mad that he did that. Go on, Tank, who's yours? It might be a bit longer than 20 years, but Matt Letizia. Malatete yeah. should have got so many more England caps. I mean, you look at his records for fucking Southampton. It was 20 goals every single season for like 15 yeah. years. And he was a pure like, maverick, wasn't he? It was it was a joke. And the side that's fighting relegation season in, season out for the goals, what he scored. And the type of goals. goals the type of, yeah, that's it. You know, we're talking about, like we were saying about tappings and that before, nearly every goal is a worldy. Yeah. You know, he's got his own fucking... He could have his own fucking DVD of just his goals, the best goals ever. And I just think that he, it was around that time where I don't think many managers kind of trusted them to actually... You had to build a team around him, didn't you? Because he basically yeah, he he trot around. Did he? he wasn't a hard worker. But he was that type of... He was that good that, you know, 
you just wonder, don't you? What if, what if we did build a team around him and just say, like, you do what you do, and we'll, yeah, for me, Matt Letitia. Good shout, Jim. Um, I mean, the one that came Jimmy to mind. Jimmy is furiously googling. I was googling because I wanted to see how many caps Glenn Hoddle got because a lot of the time people talked about Glenn Hoddle being that absolute sort of. Um, epitome of like number ten football, wasn't he? And and but he got forty four caps. Uh, the one that came to mind when I was asked when we was put in the group originally was Darren Bent. Darren Bent, and he got like thirteen caps for England, and and he wasn't playing for great teams at the time, but he was always. I think he was top. I think he was a league top scorer for Sunderland. Sunderland. One year. Yeah. Like the league tops. This is when obviously Shearer and everyone's playing. So I think, but you know, he was just subject to playing behind Alan Shearer and, and Rooney. So you've got no chance, have you, really? It's, um, tough, with then... the, it's tough with the strikers, though, because we were, we were chatting before we started. Andy Cole's another one. 15 yeah. goal, uh, fifteen caps, sorry, for England. And he was utterly brilliant. For oh, now, don't, you know, yeah. you've got, I've got to caveat it with great teams, lots of chances, da-da-da. But ultimately, he was an unbelievable goal scorer. He's unbelievable for Newcastle. I remember him absolutely terrorising Liverpool. But yeah. Then you, you're looking at it and saying, okay, Andy Cole got 15 caps for England. Darius Vassell got 22 caps. Imagine being Andy Cole sitting there going, how has that, that happened? Like, it's mad. It is mad, though. Uh, my is... second answer is Gabby Agbon Lahore. Should have got oh, more caps for England. He's just doing that to annoy Tank there, is he? <laughs> Fucking stop. Aston Villa man. top Premier League goal scorer, lad. Um, for the sake of arguments, mine would be Michael Carrick. And the reason I say this is because... Now, I think he got 34 caps. So, he still had caps for England. But when you consider, like, Ricky Lambert had 11 caps. You know what I mean? Like, there's players that have been given... I know different positions and stuff. But I just think Michael Carrick would have been the solution to a lot of the Im, the imbalanced midfield questions that England had. And if you just yeah. allowed Carrick to recycle that ball it would have let the players like your Lampard, your Skulls, your Gerrards yeah. in the right balance off the leash. And, and so speaking of Jamie, just off that, how many did Owen Hargreaves, how many caps did Owen Hargreaves get? Because he used to get... I loved him, you know. I loved him as a player. I thought he was excellent. Good player, but he, he was never the level of uh, Michael Carrick. And I'm, I bet I wouldn't be surprised if he got more yeah. caps than Carrick. Yeah, so he did. Um, I Are actually like Owen Hargreaves, though. I'm looking now, yeah. Um, okay, so while Jimmy finds out that one, James uh, James Symes wants to know. Um, it was obviously 42. spoken about. Go on, Jim. Forty-two. Forty-two. Okay, so he wasn't too far too yeah, far ahead. For me, you yeah. should never get more caps than Carrick. Yeah, it's a crime. Carrick would be perfect if we built a team with the team and the formation we play now. Carrick is perfect for that yeah. holding mid the Declan Rice role. Yeah, and you think about it, you could easily then have a Gerard and Lampard either side or Gerard and Scholes either side. Three, mate. Have, you, yeah, imagine, right, you played the Christmas tree or you played four, one, two, two, one, or whatever, and you'd have Carrick sitting, Scholes and Gerard, and then Lampard, Lampard at the top. Yeah, you, and you could make that work. Like that, nice. that would absolutely work. That's what, and that's why I picked it because I'm like, what, what, yeah, okay, you could look at just pure caps, but I'm like, who's the player that transforms the fortunes and for me you're looking at that golden generation that you always see that famous picture that does the rounds and you're looking at the 11 i think david james was the goalkeeper at the time and you're like that is unbelievable it's like when you're talking about like premier league best 11s most of them are in that england team and then you're looking at it i'm just thinking you cherry pick michael carrick just to go go on lads you go do your thing yeah, imagine, got you. jamie imagine that front six imagine that carrick as a diamond carrick Skulls, Gerald, Lampard at the tip with Rooney and Owen up front. Oh, it's game out. And then I'm Gary Neville, Ashley there. Cole. Gary I'm Neville, Ashley Cole. Ferdinand, Ferdinand and Terry. Because that's what it is. It's yeah, the. That's... It's arguably the greatest Premier League back four. You know, uh, Neville, Cole, um, Terry, Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Terry. It's, and then all the best players in front of him just with Carrick, just as the anchor. It's I just, I don't know. Anyway, Um now, James wants to know, spoke, uh, so it was spoken about at the weekend, how good Madison and Saka were for England, but nothing has been said about Jordan Henderson, who he thought was outstanding. What are your reactions? And I know Jimmy's opinion on Jordan Henderson, so I'm going to let Tank go first, Jimmy second. Does he get the praise he deserves? Were you impressed with his performance, given his age and, and, and the, the minutes in his legs? 
it doesn't for England he certainly doesn't take the credit because I just think his professionalism drags others up with him as well. That's what I love about Henderson. And we all know he can still do that on occasions, and he's done it for Liverpool on the occasion. The problem is he can't do it. And I blame Liverpool for this. I know he's paid to do this, but Liverpool's flogged him for so long. They've run him ragged. And Same with Fabinho. Yeah, if you could use Henderson like we did England did the other day, but then in tournament football, you couldn't ask Henderson to go and do that. Say like it's the play yesterday. Don't even know what day it is. It's Monday is today. Yes. You, in tournament football, you couldn't then say to Henderson on Tuesday, Wednesday, go again because he can't and he'll let you down because his legs are not allowed to do that. But he doesn't get the credit internationally what he fully deserves, but I thought he was outstanding. Jim? I didn't see the game yesterday, so I can't comment on that. But what I can comment on is he did, he, he did well for England in the World Cup and that's all I can ask from him. He broke up the play. He's not the player where I think I think people build him up to be this all-action midfielder. For me, he breaks midfielders up and then just give it, give it easy. But that's... As long as he's got ball playing midfielders of a Bellingham and a Rice next to him, I think that's all he needs to do. Um, so yeah, I think he's done well in the last few the last few fixtures. You know, I wouldn't if I had a choice, I wouldn't start him. He wouldn't be my first choice starter. But you know, he's great for when you come in deep into you know tired legs and and deep into tournaments to to take on that mantle and and give the team the energy that they need, which is what he's doing for Liverpool now as well. You know. Two or three games misses, and he comes in and then runs around and and puts everyone in their place, sort of stuff. So, it's funny with Henderson. It's, it's a weird one, right? I think he's, I think he's a footballer's footballer, right? And and by that I mean like he, he's he a knows crab like that, you. That's why you like him. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I've got a ping in me, lad. I've got a ping in me. Um, what I would say yeah, about Henderson, I, I, and I'm not comparing Roy Keane to Jordan Henderson before people go mad, right? But. One of the most underrated characteristics, I think, about Roy Keane, and you'll know this, Tank having played against him, was his ability to set the tempo and know what is needed. It's certain. I always talk about playing football in blocks of 10 minutes. It's like, what do we need to do to get through this 10 minutes? How's the, What's the flow of the game like? How do we need to adapt? Whatever. Jordan Henderson sets the tempo, and a lot of people online are like, oh, he shouts a lot. You got, you, honestly, like you, just, you don't know what you're talking about. He, he is the on-field coach he knows what needs to happen at certain points he knows when somebody needs a bollock and he knows when we need to press he knows when the team of the opposition are building up a bit of ascendancy and you just need to take the sting out of the game and and it'll take the sting out of the game then when the tempo needs to rise the 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 passes are getting zipped in we're pressing higher he's just he's he's the type of player that every team needs and i just don't think sometimes and i'm not just saying people that haven't played the game don't understand but it is that there is those type of players sometimes that he's a teammate's dream and I just he don't is. think he gets the, the the praise he deserves. The thing what he, the thing what he does and it's a big for me it, it's standards he sets standards and if you don't match them standards and Keane was brilliant that I played against that Man United side when we're fucking getting battered and I've I've gone past Gary Neville and Roy Keane's come over and fucking absolutely fucking hammered him and you're like really you know fucking hell and he's like don't does he bark like what was it does he bark constantly yeah. Just constantly, you know, fucking demand, and you know, if you give a pass away, he's fucking on you. You know, some I, I used to watch sometimes. It was mad this because I was I love Keen. I do, and I played against him. And sometimes I used to look and think, really, like fuck me, you've just someone just give up a side ball away and it's been intercepted, and he's fighting, getting back, wins the ball back, and then he will fucking annihilate his teammate. And for me, that's the standards, and that's why teams are successful because you need someone on a pitch who does that. You, you really do. So to finish off, lads, uh, quick one. This coming from David, and he wants to know, entering into the last 11 games of the Premier League season, he wants to know everybody's tips for Premier League winners. Top four, three to go down. Has anyone changed their view? Jim, I'll come to you first. What's your uh I still think City tips? will win it. I think they've got, they play each other again, don't they? Yeah. Um so I think City will will still I think will still win it, but um, it's getting less and that that uh, percentage of of me thinking that is getting less and less as each week goes on. What about the injury, Jim? What injury? Big, Harley. big early. We'll have quite a is bit. He injured? Uh, Norway. I've not and seen it. Lad, how long is he out for? Well, he just they don't know. He said he's, he's he's doubtful, but there's little whispers coming out that it's quite a little nasty one. 
We'll see. But, I'm, I mean, to be fair, I think Alvarez has done well when he's come in and when they've played together, they've done well in, in it. And, you know. It might be a bit more fluid. I know people don't like this conversation and, and Haaland scores loads yeah. of goals. and But, like, genuinely, it, it, I'm not saying it'll help them, but it's certainly it's not going to hinder them. It's not like they're bringing in an absolute cabbage to play up front. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No. So, yeah, I mean, it will obviously impact if if it's a sizable one, but I think they've got enough to, to get around it. But for Okay, me, so accept. City winning top three? City winning top three. Who we got? Four, I, think, um, I, I think Tottenham are imploding. Um, I think Newcastle have been shite. So, I think you've got City, you'll have Arsenal, United, and then it's uh, another between Tottenham, Newcastle, Liverpool, I... Brighton maybe, because Brighton have got a few games in, in hand. Um, and they're, they're doing... Because yeah. their I've name, got... Jimbo? Liverpool. <laughs> uh, and your relegation three? The bottom three are Southampton, Bournemouth... And I think, don't do it. Crystal Palace. Okay. Tank. Top four. Same for me, mate. Same. No, no change for me. I think it's going to be Arsenal win the league, City, Man United, and Tottenham. The reason I'm sticking with Tottenham is I think that the change of manager has come at the perfect time for them. That for me was an unhappy camp, and the fact that it was an unhappy camp and they're still there, yeah. And Southampton, Bournemouth, Everton. Mine for the record, so I'm sticking. I still think City will win it. I think Arsenal will come second, United third. You're not going to be surprised that I think Liverpool will find a way to get get into the top four. I do. I, do believe game. Liverpool, so I hope they don't. I know we've got tough games. I just, I, I, I refuse to believe that Liverpool can't muster something. And I think one of the biggest catalysts could be Luis Diaz coming back into into that front line for Liverpool. I think he'll he'll have an impact before the end of the season. So that's my top four. Bottom three: Southampton, Bournemouth, and I'm sorry, Nottingham Forest fans. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they might. Drop them or, or Everton. Uh, I think Crystal Palace is the worst of all them, mate. They're just Roy Hodgson isn't gonna. Is, is, he, isn't do you gonna... know what, Jimmy? He's he's horrible, ugly, and boring, and they're just winning. Get a few wrong. They they're actually not a bad side. You know when you look at their records, I understand why they sacked Vieira, but imagine that. I think it was it harsh. Like, they basically I played all the top sides. They played all Listen, the top sides. Didn't get points, and then now he gets the bullets. When they're about to play all the teams around, Listen them. give them the day, chance. Mate. Give them the chance. Let me ask you a question. Go on. Right. Make it you're, a quick one you're both... we're already over an hour here. Go on. So what? You're Zaha, right? You played under Hodgson and he got sacked because you, you know, they didn't do anything. They played negative football. You get Premier League winning uh, Patrick Vieira, who seemingly did well at the start and then struggled upon time. But you've gone three games without having a shot on target, right? And the bloke they bring in to rectify that is Roy Hodgson again. What are you thinking if you're Zaha? Are you going to be buzzing or... Come to Liverpool. But the, <laughs> you, know, do you know what the thing is though, Jimmy? I know what you're saying is, but they've never finished outside the top 12, is it, under under Hodgson? And for a club what doesn't spend a lot of money and doesn't pay massive wages... It's like their well, safety blankets, is it? Well, it's it's going back to the like the Everton stuff, isn't it? When you know, because Big Sam was the biggest fucking disgrace ever as an Everton manager. They were fucking always right up there. They were never in danger. And then sometimes, you know, when you get rid of and an Oviedo come in and he played slightly better football, but then he's run out of ideas. Careful what you wish for. Football can exactly. be a fickle, fickle game at times, right, lads? Uh, pleasure as always. Um, everybody that's been supporting the podcast, please do keep. Uh, your support coming, keep your messages coming. Um, we've had loads of uh, good chats with listeners over the last week, so please do keep your feedback coming. If you're listening on podcasts, maybe share it with one of your mates. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. And have a look at the old TikTok, because we're, we're flying flying on, on TikTok. Um, it, it is my plan, as I say, to make Tang famous. But to be fair, there's just... Seems like there's good chat, like people are prepared to give an opinion and whatever, and, and we're having a good bit of back and forth with people on there. So uh, check us out there. Tell you what, you I already. didn't get half as much stick as I thought I was for getting the Nottingham Forest ground wrong. I did I didn't got nothing. I thought oh shit. <laughs> I, I got called a fucking it. bin dipper and everything, mate. When I said United the shit, I was getting called a bin dipper. 
a fucking <laughs> what is a bin zipper? You, <laughs> you know that that's what they call scousers, don't you? Because they're obviously part of the poverty and why they're trying to say that they've got no money, so they have to go they're getting stuff out of bins. In bins and that. I'm, I'm yeah. going to find him, you call me that. <laughs> <laughs> so while Tank is uh, turning into Poirot and going to find out who this fella is, uh, I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. As I said, keep your messages coming. I hope you have a fantastic week. Look after yourselves and we'll be back with you again soon on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, boys. Cheers.